Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark here today with Agnes Drew and Max O'Brien. It's day 1,527 since we came back on the air. What's the news, Agnes? No news in particular, but I wanted to emphasize a message we give out on this broadcast from time to time, and that's that you should take extra time to take care of yourself today. You need to tend to your physical needs as well as your mental and emotional needs. And that means things like drinking water, eating food, and getting rest. The zombie apocalypse is testing all of us, and we need to make sure we're doing those basic minimum things in order to do our best. Wait, 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 wait. What was that you just said? Um, that people should eat food, drink water, and rest? No, no, no. The, the part about us being tested. I agree with Agnes. This is one of the most taxing things any of us has had to do, especially for a sustained period of time. Humans aren't well adapted to having to be on constant alert all the time like this. Which is another good point. If you have your physical needs met, then you should take some time in a safe location to let yourself relax a little. Get somewhere safe from the zombies. And just sit and... Try to think about something more soothing, if you can. Oh, I definitely agree, too. I didn't mean to imply otherwise. It's just... Uh Uh-oh, Dr. Clark, he's got that look in his eye again. Max, before you say anything that all of us are going to regret, I just want to remind you that we're on the air and that wild, rampant speculation has never yet led to productive results. I'm just saying, maybe it is all a test. And here we go. What are you talking about, Max? Imagine a scenario where an advanced alien civilization is out looking for signs of life. They've been through a long evolution, both biologically and societally, and they're looking back at their own history and realizing that they came close to destroying themselves several times, but always walked back from the brink. Sounds like an interesting science fiction story. What about it? Now imagine that as they make their way across the galaxies, they see other civilizations who weren't so lucky or enlightened. They see other life forms who made the mistakes that they managed to avoid and the amount of pain and suffering it caused. It's too late for these civilizations to be helped. What does any of this have to do with anything? I agree with Agnes. Interesting story, but not relevant to what we're going through. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So let's say they decide that they want to take preemptive action. They find planets where life is starting to get a foothold, and they seed it with the parasite that causes zombies. But the parasite lies dormant, waiting to be activated only when conditions are right. Okay, now I'm lost again. What are you even talking about? Think about what we've talked so many times about on this broadcast. About how societal decay was a real threat. About how climate change was a real threat. Those were tests that we, as a civilization, created for ourselves and were failing. And then the zombies came. Our global habitat is cleaning itself up. Our world ocean is rebounding. And our society has somehow, miraculously, rallied around the ideas of kindness and helping each other. So you're saying that this hypothetical alien species put the zombies here on a kind of timer that would only kick in if we were making the same mistakes as other, again, hypothetical alien civilizations were making, so that they could act as kind of a course correction for the human race? Yes, that's it exactly. The zombies were sent here on purpose by an advanced alien race so that they could help us prevent suffering in the future. 
but we're suffering now because of the zombies. I agree, we were walking down a perilous road before, but I don't think this is something I would call helpful. And not only that, but it's patently absurd. And my favorite part about some of your past theories, it's unprovable, and even if it were true, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be sarcastic, Dr. Clark. It was just an idea. Oh, I wasn't being sarcastic at all. That really is one of my favorite parts about linear theories. The fact that they're unprovable and that it doesn't matter if they're true or not means they're less dangerous. You had a halfway decent one a while back about cardiceps fungus infecting the protozoa. Let's stick to that one for a little while until we can get a better handle on whether there's any value in it. But you said we'd need special equipment to prove or disprove it and that it might take years before we have the technology back that we'd need to build and power that equipment. That's right. So you're off the hook on thinking up any new theories until that happens. I think she's got you there, Max. Au contraire. My mind will not be constrained. Whatever. But you know what is constrained? This broadcast. Let's wrap it up for today. Allow me. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope. This has been Agnes Drew, Max O'Brien, and Dr. Rosalind Clark. Take care of each other.